how to move podcast hosts and your RSS feed. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 306. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Now, moving your podcast hosting companies and keeping your subscribers, which is very important, doesn't have to be complicated. So in this episode, I want to share with you what you need to know about this process, especially what you can do to avoid losing your entire audience. Because although this process is simple, there are certain steps along the way that if you do them incorrectly, you press the wrong button or things, you could lose your entire audience literally with a single click. This is a bit in-depth, and you may not be in a position right now where you want to move your podcast yet. So I understand if you're going to skip this episode, save it for later, or use this as a reference later on. That's totally fine. So I want to say up front something very special I'm excited about, and that is podcast movement coming up very soon. If you haven't purchased your ticket already, then use the promo code NOODLE and you'll be able to save on your registration. And that also gives a little bit back to me in case you want to support the podcast. I hope you'll be there. I'm planning on being there with a booth, so stop by the Podcaster Society booth to meet me. Even if you're not interested in Podcaster Society or my podcast reviews, just stop by, say hi, give me your podcast card. Let's talk a little bit. I'm really looking forward to Podcast Movement in Anaheim. So you can register over at podcastmovement.com and use the promo code NOODLE to save on your registration over there. And you better hurry because the ticket prices keep going up. So jump on it as quickly as you can, podcastmovement.com, and use the promo code NOODLE. Now, I'm going to be giving you a lot of information in this episode. So if you want to follow along in the show notes or want to refer back to the show notes, especially in case anything changes in the future, then go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash move feed. That will take you to the show notes for episode 306. I do focus primarily on the feed aspect of this because... Moving your podcast host often may mean also moving your feed, but there are some times where moving your podcast host means simply moving your files, but keeping your feed in the same place. Nonetheless, I want this episode to help you if you're in either situation or even both situations, you're moving your feed and your media, or you're moving only your feed or only your media. What I'm about to share with you can also apply to if you're trying to leave something like FeedBurner and you want to switch to what was generating your feed in the first place, or you want to switch to something better without migrating your media, many of these steps will still apply in that case. So follow along in the show notes for episode 306 at com slash move feed. First, you need to know some things before you move podcast hosts. Number one, don't rush. I've seen many podcasters hurt their own shows because They were too quick to make a move and often making a move for the wrong reasons. And I'll talk more about the right reasons to move in a moment. And when they make these moves, they either didn't know or they outright ignored the consequences. And the consequences can be pretty bad. And as I said earlier, although moving is a relatively simple process, 
Skipping something important or making the wrong decision along the way or going with the wrong host could irritate your audience or, even worse, you could lose your entire audience literally overnight or literally with a single click and your audience is gone. The likelihood of that is very low, so don't panic about that. But just don't rush into this, trying to do this all in one hour. Give yourself some time. And somewhat counter to that, it may seem, is the second tip. Don't wait too long. Although it is good to take your time, you don't want to wait until the last day of your current provider's billing period to move your podcast and then have to try and rush everything in only an hour because you've waited so long to do it. The process of migrating your podcast over is usually pretty quick, a couple days, maybe a single day. But as you'll see in some of these steps that I'm about to share with you, some of these steps need to sit for a little while. They need some time for the transition to take complete effect. So it's important to have some time. If you're thinking of leaving your current podcast host and you're on an annual billing plan, then start this process about 90 days out from your billing or even more than that. You want plenty of time to be able to make changes, move your audience over, and not lose anyone or lose as few people as possible in the process. Don't wait too long. Number three tip, move for the right reasons. Podcast hosting companies are designed to provide two core features and then an optional third feature. Those are, number one, a content distribution network, or CDN as we call it, to serve your media files quickly and Take the load off your website and off your own server. Number two, industry standard, reliable, and accurate download statistics. And the optional number three is a fully customizable podcast-ready RSS feed. And I say this is optional because the good podcast hosts do provide great podcast RSS feeds. Libsyn, Blueberry, Spreaker. You're going to hear me refer to these three companies several times throughout this episode because in my experience, they are the three best companies that give you the most control, have the unique features when you compare them across the different companies that are out there. And I know the people behind these companies. So I I feel like I can trust them. I know who to talk to in these companies and I see them making good progress. Podbean is one of those companies that is starting to catch up in certain ways. And I'm not throwing Podbean under the bus, but I can't yet include them in my top list of recommendations because there are still a couple things that they are slightly missing. However, any of these four companies actually will give you a podcast-ready RSS feed if you want to use it. If you host with Libsyn, as you may know already, you don't have to use the Libsyn RSS feed. You could use your PowerPress RSS feed and host your media that way. Of all of these podcast hosting companies, Many of them do provide additional features, such as automations, sponsorship opportunities, live streaming, a basic website, crowdfunding, and stuff like that. These features can be useful for some people, but maybe not useful for other people. But they are features you must opt in to use and choose to use these, and often they require you to do something in order to use these features. It's not the podcast hosting company's responsibility to promote your podcast, to submit it to all the other podcast apps and directories, to make your podcast discoverable, or to handle your content. That's your responsibility, similar to those other opt-in features. They are your responsibilities to do those things. So please never think that your podcast will grow better on one host over the other. 
yes, there are tools that may help you better if you're going to use those tools and services and things like that. But really, promoting and growing your podcast is your responsibility, not your podcast hosting companies. So even if you are hosting on SoundCloud and you're thinking of moving to Libsyn, that alone, even though it's a good decision, or moving to Blueberry or Spreaker, that alone, though, is not going to make your podcast grow. It's how you use the tools. So even if you host on Libsyn, you could be abusing the tools and not letting your podcast grow the way it would. If you host on SoundCloud, you could be missing tools that could help you to grow your podcast better, especially if you don't actually have a website. And that could be the case almost regardless of where you're hosting your media. If you're having to send people to myawesomepodcast.someotherdomain.com, then that could be hurting your branding. You're not using tools that you might have in order to grow your audience. So growing your audience is your responsibility, not your podcast hosting companies. Now, that said, here are some good reasons to move podcast hosts, to have more control and ownership over your feed. Many of these lower-end podcast hosting companies or companies that pretend to be podcast hosting companies, (coughs) SoundCloud, (coughs) don't give you full control over everything on your feed. And actually, you know, we complain often about SoundCloud and attack SoundCloud. It's not total horror to host on SoundCloud. There is actually a company that's even worse than SoundCloud. For example, one thing on SoundCloud is that your email address in your RSS feed by default is SoundCloud's email address, not yours. However, you can go into your settings and change that so it uses your email address. So in case Apple has a problem with your podcast and they need to email you, they'll email your email address instead of SoundCloud's, which is the default for your feed. You can change that. There are other podcast hosting companies. Right now, one of them in particular is Audioboom, and they don't let you change that email address. So you don't have total control or ownership over your feed. And control and ownership over your feed means also being able to change certain things like publication dates, enhancing your feed for search engine optimization and better findability, certain stuff like that. You may or may not have that ability on the cheaper platforms. That's a good reason to move to a better platform. Another good reason is to get better stats, unless you're already using one of these industry leaders. Like if you're on Blueberry hosting right now, yes, your numbers will be slightly different if you move over to Libsyn, but they're both industry leaders. They're both providing reliable stats. They have slightly different algorithms, so you could say one may be slightly more accurate than the other, but you can't really know which one. They're both very close to each other, close enough that it's negligible. You don't have to worry about the difference. So if you're thinking, oh, I want more accurate stats and you're already on Libsyn or Blueberry, you don't have to move. You already have accurate stats. But if you're on SoundCloud or some other platform or on a platform that doesn't provide you any stats at all, then moving to a place to get better accurate stats would be a good idea. It could also be a good idea to move to get better built-in features for your desired workflow. A feature is quite pointless if you're not going to use it. You see that often in cars, like, oh, this car has this amazing little feature and you never use that, or a program, or a phone, or a camera. If the feature is something that you are not actively needing right now, or you don't plan to actually use, it's a pointless feature you could be wasting money on. 
But some of these features that could be helpful or could be pointless depending on your specific workflow might be things like WordPress integration, standalone apps, live streaming, or a managed website when you don't want to run your own platform and work with WordPress or anything like that. Another good reason is to save a large amount of money. Please don't move merely to save a couple dollars per month. The complication of moving and the change in features and stuff may not actually be worth saving only a couple dollars per month. I can understand if you're in that extreme situation where you absolutely must save a couple dollars, but there are many other easier ways to save a couple dollars per month than moving your podcast hosting. And you could be sacrificing certain important things by moving your podcast hosting merely for the purpose of saving a couple dollars. Now, if you're looking at something like saving hundreds of dollars, like moving off of Amazon S3 or some custom solution over to a Libsyn, a Blueberry, or even their pro-level services, then it would be worth considering because you're talking hundreds of dollars and you get all of the other nice features with it. Another good reason to move would be to have more reliable stability for your feed. Some providers don't have reliable, stable RSS feeds, and your RSS feed for your podcast is the life of your podcast. If that RSS feed goes down, your podcast goes down. You can't get new subscribers. Your current subscribers can't get your episodes. So that RSS feed must remain online at all times. There have been some companies that over a weekend turned off RSS feeds. What? Why even do that? That's like, oh, hey, we're just going to take your oxygen away from you, but it's only for a weekend. Don't worry. Well, okay, it's not that bad, but it's close to that bad. Moving away from a company like that would be a good reason to change hosts if you are changing hosts and moving your RSS feed with you, that is. And another good reason to move hosts would be to save your podcast from a failing hosting provider. (coughs) SoundCloud. (coughs) Seriously, get off of SoundCloud, please, because they are losing all kinds of money. Despite their technical problems, just the fact that they have been losing money year after year after year, and the amount of money they're losing every year seems to be going up, that's that's the wrong direction to go. There are a lot of concerns, and what I'm deeply concerned about, and why so many of us say, please get off of SoundCloud, is we don't want to see you in a situation where SoundCloud declares suddenly, in a day, they say, sorry, we're closing up shop, we're done. And you can't access your feed. You can't move your audience. You can't place a redirect. You don't have enough time to do that kind of thing. It has happened before with other podcast hosting companies. And I and others do not want to see that kind of thing happen to you again for you to completely lose your audience. Maybe even literally overnight while you're asleep, you wake up and discover SoundCloud is gone. That could happen because they're in that bad of financial condition, I would not be surprised. I do expect that if they decide to close their doors, they will announce it. But I wouldn't be surprised if literally overnight your podcast is gone if it's on SoundCloud. That's why I and others really desperately want you to get off of SoundCloud. So please consider leaving a failing hosting provider if you're using one. So that said... Here's some advice on choosing a new company that truly understands podcasting. Because moving your podcast and your feed especially are delicate processes, it's vital that you choose a company that you can trust to do the right thing, 
and that understands the industry, that knows how podcasting works, knows all the ins and outs of podcast RSS feeds. Thus, I can't recommend any company that can't migrate your media for you, that doesn't mirror the GUIDs, and I'll tell you more about that in a moment. And I can't recommend any company that doesn't have an available support staff. That doesn't mean they have to be available 24-7 and by phone or that kind of thing, although that's great. Like Blueberry, for example, has telephone support. Lipson also has great support. Spreaker has great support. A lot of these companies do have great support. If the company you're going to doesn't have great support, then I can't recommend them. And please be patient with the support because people have lives. I know you might be working on your podcast at 3 a.m. in the morning, but please don't expect other people to be awake and available to help right at that minute. These are other humans on the other ends of the line, so please give them the respect. I'm sure you do. So this is why I recommend those three companies I often refer to, and I'll refer to throughout this episode, Blueberry, Libsyn, and Spreaker. And for each of these, I recommend them in different scenarios. And while the companies themselves may actually say, oh, no, you can use us in all of these other places too, these are the situations for which I am most likely to recommend these three different companies. Blueberry for if you want a WordPress-based workflow. Libsyn for if you want a standalone workflow and a standalone mobile app for your podcast. And Spreaker for if you want a live streaming-based workflow and you want to host multiple shows in one account without paying extra for each additional show. There are other companies, like even Podbean is getting pretty good. And all four of these companies, Blueberry, Libsyn, Spreaker, and Podbean, if you use the promo code NOODLE, you'll get at least one month free with any of these providers. And that is my affiliate code. So if you use that, it does help support the Audacity to Podcast as well. So I'd love it if you'd consider using that promo code and supporting what I do here with the Audacity to Podcast. So again, before you move your podcast hosts, remember, don't rush and don't wait too long. Move for the right reasons and choose a new company that truly understands podcasting. So now... If your old and new hosts understand podcasting, then these are the steps you can follow. I hate to say that some podcast hosting companies don't understand podcasting, but it's unfortunately true. They may be ignorant of vital, smaller details that can have serious ramifications on your podcast and your audience. But assuming both your old and your new hosts fully understand podcasting or at least enough to allow you to leave the old host, here are the sequential steps you should follow to move your podcast from one host to the other and potentially move your feed as well. This can even apply if you're using FeedBurner and trying to move off of FeedBurner. Step one, migrate your media. My top two podcast hosting recommendations, Blueberry and Libsyn, offer simple media migration. With Blueberry, it's actually free and it can be done easily yourself within PowerPress. With Libsyn, it does cost, it's now a flat rate though. It used to be that you had to pay based on how many megabytes you were transferring. Now it's a flat rate, $25 for up to 10 gigabytes. And that's as of April, 2017. And you only pay that once and they migrate all of your media for you. And all you have to do is simply request it. They give you a payment form or they add the payment to your next balance and they handle the migration for you at your request. If you don't migrate your old episodes, you risk losing them forever, especially if you didn't back up your masters. Or it can be a big pain to have to go back to your masters and re-upload your old episodes. 
And it means your new subscribers won't be able to enjoy your old content or even your existing subscribers might not be able to go back and enjoy those old episodes if they're no longer available in your feed. If you're simply switching feed creation or quote enhancement unquote tools, such as going from FeedBurner to PowerPress or FeedBurner to Libsyn or FeedBurner to Spreaker, and your media itself, the MP3 files, aren't being moved, then you don't have to worry about migrating the files. But if you are migrating from your virtual private server or your shared hosting, your media files from there or from SoundCloud or anything like that to Libsyn, Blueberry, or Spreaker, then you do need to be concerned with migrating all of your media. Step two, copy and update all your feed information. Blueberries and Libsyn's migrations will automatically copy all your podcast information from your old feed to your new one, but it's still a good idea to double-check that the information is all where it should be. And this is also a good time to consider updating some of that information, such as the web address, the copyright, the description, and maybe even the cover art. However, I recommend that you not change too much in case there's any kind of problem along the way and people have to resubscribe you need to ensure that the show looks about the same as it used to. So this might not be a good time to change your title and your cover art. Save that for some other time. And I've done other episodes about that kind of stuff. Step three, mirror the GUIDs. Some cheap podcast hosts might say they migrate all the feed data, but they forget about the globally unique identifier, GUID. That's a special code for each episode. It's how podcast apps know whether an episode has been downloaded before. The GUIDs may be a URL or a completely random string of characters. The GUID's actual value is almost irrelevant, but it's crucial that it remain exactly the same on your new host. Even if it's pointing, like if it looks like a URL, even if that URL is invalid now, no longer exists or anything like that, it doesn't matter what it actually is. It matters that it be exactly the same in your new feed. Because if the GUID is changed, even by a single character, and I've made this mistake before, podcast apps will think the episode is new and then force a re-download. And I've seen this happen to other podcasters many times, even to big name podcasters who unfortunately chose a cheap new host who didn't quite know how to handle the RSS migration. And it caused their entire back catalog of episodes to re-download, even though they'd already been downloaded before. Thus, this effectively invalidates the stats and can frustrate the audience. It means now having to go back and delete a hundred old episodes, or even more than that, depending on how many episodes are in your feed. Blueberry and Libsyn do migrate the GUIDs for you, but among the other competitors, I don't know which other companies do. So if you're thinking of moving to anyone other than Blueberry and Lipson, ask them, do you mirror the GUIDs? If they say, what's that? <laughs> don't go with that company. Or if they say, no, that's unnecessary. Don't go with that company. Their answer needs to be, yes, we mirror the GUIDs. And it would also be great if they said, to ensure that your subscribers aren't forced to re-download all your past episodes. That demonstrates that they know what they're doing. So that's step three, mirror the GUIDs. Step four, update the media URLs, if applicable. If you're moving only your media and not your RSS feed, then you need to update all your media URLs. 
If you use PowerPress, this is really easy because you can go to PowerPress, then to Tools, then Find and Replace for Episode URLs. This will present you with two fields. This is where you enter your old URL path, less the file name, and the new URL path, less the file name. So for example, you might enter in the Find URL field, http colon slash slash myawesomepodcast.com slash media slash. And then in the Replace with field, you enter if you're moving to Libsyn, for example, http colon slash slash traffic.libsyn.com slash myawesomepodcast. That will then find all instances of that old URL and replace it with the new URL. So it's really important that they start similarly, like with http colon slash slash or https. If you're changing from http to https, this is a good way to do it. But if the main point is, if you have something there at the beginning, the other one needs to start with that too, as well as if one ends with a slash, the other one needs to end with a slash, because this will do a global find and replace among your podcast media files through PowerPress and replace that URL for you. And it will tell you if it couldn't find the new URL and it didn't work and it won't replace it. So you can't easily break your episodes this way. But it's a nice, easy way to change all of those past media URLs. However, this is only easy if both the new and the old media URLs follow their own consistent patterns. For example, I said myawesomepodcast.com slash media slash, and then maybe it's episode one dot mp3 and episode two dot mp3 and episode three. The only thing that changes episode to episode might be simply the file name. But if the full URL changes for every media file, like SoundCloud does and some other hosting providers do, then it can be much harder to move from it if you're trying to do this find and replace. Because you can't do a find and replace if what you're looking for changes with every single episode. So in such a case, you would need to manually update the media URL for all your past episodes one at a time. Or if you're migrating from something like SoundCloud or whatever to one of these new providers, they take care of migrating and updating the media URLs for you in the new RSS feed that you get whether that be Blueberry or Libsyn or some other smart podcast hosting company. So you might not have to worry about updating the media URLs because they do it for you in the new RSS feed they give you. It's all set in the way it needs to be. So that's step four, if applicable, update the media URLs. Step five, insert iTunes new feed URL into your new feed, which may sound a little weird, but this is the way to do it. Apple's iTunes new feed URL is a special tag that you can insert in your RSS feed. And it's, it's kind of like an extra step to confirm its podcast app and iTunes are reading the correct RSS feed. It can also be a way to redirect people to the new feed, but I'll tell you more about that in a moment. That's more of a fallback option. This is more, when used properly on your new feed, this is a way to confirm that these apps are looking at the right place. This is almost only an Apple thing, but some podcast apps do support it. Very few, though, because it is primarily Apple. And this is also a way to very quickly update the catalog and your subscribers so that they're getting and staying on your new feed instead of looking at your old feed. It's really pointless to put this in the old feed 
if the old feed is being directed. That's because a redirect happens before the contents are loaded. So if your old feed has a 301 redirect on it, and you put this new feed URL tag into your old feed, it's being redirected away before it even sees the new feed URL tag. That's why it's important to put it in your new feed if you're able to use a redirect. And that it's, it's an extra step to help ensure that things are properly redirected. Step six, test and validate the new feed. Before you throw that final switch, subscribe to your own new feed. Yes, you may need to manually subscribe to it in iTunes or your podcast app, whatever that app is that you use. And when you're subscribed, ensure that the feed looks and works properly. Test a couple episodes. Make sure everything looks the way it should. Make sure you see the episodes you're expecting to see in there. You could also test with the Podbase Podcast Validator or CastFeed Validator. And I have links to both of these in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash move feed. It'd be really horrible if you point all your subscribers to a new feed and that new feed is actually broken. So that's why you need to test it and validate it to ensure it's working fine. This will be less of a concern if you're using Blueberry or Libsyn to create your RSS feed for you because there's much less chance that something could go wrong since they're the ones generating the feed. But if you're hosting the feed yourself or, oh boy, if you're hand-coding the RSS feed, there are all kinds of opportunities that something could potentially go wrong. The likelihood of such might be low depending on your particular workflow, but there is that possibility. Step seven, if applicable, update the original feed in FeedBurner. So if this is the case for you, then log in and update the feed URL in the original feed field for your FeedBurner feed. This is also necessary to do if you're completely leaving FeedBurner. But if you're simply leaving FeedBurner's horrible SmartCast feature, but continuing to use FeedBurner in its very raw state, which isn't actually that bad, it's the SmartCast feature and some of the other features in FeedBurner, like the stats and such, Those are the things that really can get you into trouble. But if you use FeedBurner in its almost raw state where it does nothing extra for you except for hosting the feed, then you don't have as much to worry about. And you may not even need to update the original feed if it's already the feed with your podcast information in it, such as the PowerPress feed, the Libsyn feed, something else like that. But do make sure that the original feed option in FeedBurner, if you're using it, is set to the correct RSS feed or to your new RSS feed if you're switching over. Step eight, place a 301 permanent redirect on the old feed, and here's the key, forever. This is the final step, and this switch makes all your subscribers start using your new feed. And it is vital that this be a 301 permanent redirect, not any kind of temporary redirect. And as the name makes it kind of obvious, this communicates a permanent switch. It's like telling the post office to not temporarily hold your mail, but to forward all your mail to your new address and notify every sender of your change of address. I've done an episode previously all about redirects, what they are, how to use them, when you should use certain ones. That's episode 280, which either that episode or this episode would have been perfect to be episode 301, right? It didn't quite work out that way, but that's okay. So I have a link to that episode 280, all about redirects, in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash move feed. 
if the redirect that you place on a feed isn't a 301 permanent redirect, then podcast apps won't update where they look for your feed. A 302 or a 307 redirect is temporary. So what you are basically telling the podcast apps is look over there for now, but don't always look over there. Come back to me when I stop redirecting you to over there. That's not what you want to do if you are permanently moving your podcast hosts. You want that 301 permanent redirect. Unfortunately, not all podcast apps make a permanent change in their catalogs and in their subscriptions when they load a 301 permanent redirect. They will handle it appropriately by downloading the new files and downloading the new feed, but that doesn't mean the catalog in that particular app or directory will appropriately update for new subscribers, or maybe even for your existing subscribers. Thus, you need to keep that old feed redirecting to the new one forever, if possible. With FeedBurner, if you're leaving FeedBurner, you do this by deleting a feed, but before you click that final button, enable the option that says with permanent redirection before you complete the process. And then never permanently delete the feed from your FeedBurner account. That frees up the URL, and it means that URL no longer redirects people. With Libsyn, a lifetime redirect is unfortunately a $25 fee, but it is a one-time thing, and they will keep it online even if you close your Libsyn account. But for as long as you have a Libsyn account, you can place a 301 redirect on your own feed yourself, and that's completely free. It's if you want to close your account and have them leave a 301 redirect in its place, that's $25. On the other hand, Blueberry and some other hosting providers will place a lifetime permanent redirect for free. All you have to do is ask for it. But if you own the original feed URL, then you can redirect it yourself. You don't even have to have an RSS feed there. You could do HT access or Nginx rules or redirect at your hosting level or anything like that. The one thing you do need to be concerned with is ensuring that you keep that domain renewed for as long as you feel is necessary. In a worst case scenario, keep that 301 permanent redirect in place for 90 days. At least 90 days is really what I recommend. And if you're ever going to stop having the redirect in place, then let your audience know they may have to resubscribe if they stop receiving episodes. And I'll tell you more about that in a moment. So these eight steps for migrating your podcast hosting and feed, if you're working with a good old and new host, are number one, migrate your media. Number two, copy and update your old feed data. Number three, mirror the GUIDs. Number four, update the media URLs, if applicable. Number five, insert the iTunes new feed URL tag into your new feed. Number six, test and validate the new feed. Number seven, Update the original feed in FeedBurner, if applicable. And number eight, place a 301 permanent redirect on the old feed forever. Now, for the less than ideal situation. Some last resort options if your old host doesn't understand podcasting well. And I'd like to assume you're at least moving to a good host, like Blueberry, Libsyn, or Spreaker. But I know we were all young and ignorant ones, so we may have made some mistakes in our past. So if you've also made some mistakes in your past with your podcast and are moving from a bad podcast hosting company, and I could almost put that in quotation marks for some of these companies out there, then here are some different things you could try. Now, unlike the previous section, which were sequential steps, what I'm about to share with you 
are not sequential steps. You don't have to do every single one of these things, but they are different things you could try in the order I share with you to save your podcast from the shriveled clutches of the undead. Hey, you know what? Shriveled clutches is abbreviated S-C. Hmm. That was actually unintentional, but it's totally appropriate. So here are these steps you could try in this order, but you don't have to do all of these. First, try everything I just told you to try with good hosts. If you're moving to a good new host, then they'll be able to help you do all the good stuff they're supposed to do with your new feed and migrating your media and such. They may even be able to tell you the precise steps you need to take to leave your old host. But try those other things that I gave you previously. Maybe your old host isn't as bad as you or I think it is. So try those previous steps. You could also try to get a 301 permanent redirect on the old feed. And regardless of what bad podcast hosting companies may say, they do have the ability to place a 301 redirect on their servers. So it's not a matter of are they able to. It's really a matter of whether they're willing to do that for departing customers. And that's a tough thing, making it easy for your customers to leave. A good company will make it easy for you to leave, at least easy for you to do the leaving. But a good company will make it difficult in the decision because you realize, oh, if I leave, then I lose this and this and this. I won't have that feature anymore. I won't have this great support. But they'll make it easy for you and they'll help you if you need to leave. Uh, Libsyn, as good of a company as they are, they haven't always offered the lifetime permanent redirect. They did put it in, I think in 2012 or 2013, and that was after I requested that they consider offering it. And now they do. And that's awesome. Blueberry has had it since, I guess, for forever. And other companies have certain things in place, like even Podbean, when I pointed out to them, you know, you guys don't make it easy for podcasters to leave your system. Shannon over there at Podbean emailed me a couple months later and she said, I have good news. We now make it easier to leave. All someone has to do is request a 301 redirect and we'll put it in place. So companies do have that ability to do it. It's not a matter of the ability. It's really a matter of whether they're willing to help you leave their system. But if you can get a 301 permanent redirect, get it. Even if it means paying a few extra dollars so the redirect can be there for at least 90 days. You may need to keep renewing your account for a few more months, or you may need to pay a flat rate to redirect your feed. It's worth it. Have it there for as long as possible. Try to get that 301 redirect, if at all possible, on that old feed. Next, try to get the iTunes new feed URL tag in the old feed. And that's if you can't get a 301 permanent redirect on that old feed. Yeah, I I told you earlier that the iTunes new feed URL tag is best to be in the new feed. But if you can't get that old feed to redirect, this is one of those other little clever workarounds. Because some providers may not be willing to place a 301 permanent redirect, but they do let you place custom RSS tags in your feed. Podomatic, for example, is one such company. They won't place a 301 redirect, or at least the last time I knew, they wouldn't place a 301 redirect. But... At certain account levels, you can place custom RSS tags in your feed. To do that may mean upgrading your account for a few months, but it might be worth it if that's your only option for keeping your hard-earned audience and all of those subscribers you have. 
So if you're in that situation and you have to place the iTunes new feed tag in your RSS feed, go to the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash move feed. And I have the exact code that you can update so it has your correct URL in it, but has the tags around it. That's the code you would need to place inside of the extra RSS tags section of your old feed if you can't place a 301 redirect. And like a 301 redirect, leave this tag in place and leave that feed intact for, I really recommend, at least 90 days. And in the meantime, I suggest you remove all the episodes from that old feed and publish a please resubscribe episode in that old feed. But I'll tell you more about that again in a moment. Next thing you could try would be to update the feed URL in the major podcast apps or contact their support team. Most podcast apps and directories will appropriately handle a 301 permanent redirect and update their own databases, but not all of them. So watch out for those who don't. Maybe it's certain known companies, or maybe your subscribers will let you know, hey, your episodes stopped downloading or anything like that. You may need to log into a portal and update the feed URL yourself, such as the case with Stitcher, or you may have to contact their support, such as with other podcast apps or directories. For example, with iTunes and Apple Podcasts, a 301 redirect and the iTunes new feed URL tag will work properly. They will do exactly what they need to do. So if you can place a 301 redirect and even go that extra step to place the iTunes new feed URL tag in your new podcast feed, then you don't have to worry at all about iTunes and Apple Podcasts. You don't have to do anything inside of your Podcast Connect account. But if you're not at all able to place a 301 redirect or to put that iTunes new feed URL tag in your RSS feed, that is when you would need to change the feed URL in your Podcasts Connect account. That's podcasts with the S at the end, so it's plural, connect.com. And I have a link to that in the show notes for this episode as well. Or if you don't have access to your podcast in your Podcasts Connect account, your Apple ID, a friend submitted your podcast for you or something like that, then you might be able to ask the Apple support team to update the feed for you. But do keep in mind, this does not help your existing subscribers, probably. At least at this moment, it doesn't seem to help them. This will help your new subscribers and it will ensure that you keep all of your existing ranking, ratings, and reviews in iTunes. The only way you would lose that is if you had to resubmit a new podcast to iTunes. But if you're changing your feeds, changing your media URLs, anything like that, you don't lose your iTunes listing. Even if there's a problem with your feed, if you're able to fix it, there's an option inside of Podcasts Connect where you can reactivate the feed or you can contact the Apple support team and say, I fixed the problem. Would you please reactivate my podcast? And they can help you with that. If that doesn't quite work, then you might need to go a bit more nuclear and submit a new feed to the podcast apps and directories and have the old one removed. This is the absolute worst case scenario because you're submitting essentially a new podcast and you're starting all over from scratch. So you have to submit that new podcast feed to all the podcast apps and directories. You have to ask them all to remove the old one You're starting from scratch with your ratings and reviews and ranking and all of those metrics that those different apps and directories may track. So this is really the absolute worst case scenario. But if you didn't place a 301 redirect on your old feed, simply updating the directories 
either through resubmission or through some kind of URL update, like you contacted them or you were able to change it in the dashboard. But updating those directories will probably not carry over all your existing subscribers. So be careful with that. Thus, you might want to consider, and this might be a good case for any of these situations where you're working with a less than ideal old host moving to an ideal new host. You could consider publishing a please resubscribe episode in your old feed. This is if you couldn't get a 301 redirect on your old feed or you're not able to keep that 301 redirect in place forever, then remove all the old episodes from that old RSS feed and then publish a single new episode called Please Resubscribe. And in that short episode, explain why they need to resubscribe because some people may think, I I don't need to resubscribe. No, you tell them, if you are listening to this episode, you need to resubscribe in order to get new episodes of the podcast. Tell them how to do it and point them to a website with the new subscription links or instructions for how to resubscribe to the podcast. And this may be a case where you need to apologize for the inconvenience of asking them to resubscribe. Because if you can't take your audience with you through a 301 redirect, then the only way that you can keep your audience and save them from the shriveled clutches of your old host is to ask your audience to unsubscribe from your old feed and resubscribe to your new one. And it's far from ideal to ask your audience to go through that resubscribe process, but it's better than completely losing them, right? And lastly, in in any of this process, whether you're making a perfect migration or less than perfect migration, you have to accept that you may lose some subscribers or even lose some numbers whether through poor technology implementations, some incompatibilities, or even mere differences in statistic algorithms, you may see a drop in your download numbers. Even if it actually means fewer people are subscribed now than before your migration, and sometimes it's simply an algorithm difference, but if it is actually fewer people, then at least you can know that those who stayed or followed you and resubscribed are your loyal audience. And they'll probably stick around for a while and follow you wherever you go. And that's the kind of people you want subscribed to your podcast, right? That follow your instructions, that stay subscribed, that do what they need to do in order to stay connected with you. If you need to review this information, then go back to the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash move feed and it can be helpful for you if you're moving hosting providers, if you're moving your RSS feeds, if you're trying to leave FeedBurner or anything like that. Now, if you need help with this process, I can help you if you're a member of Podcaster Society. It's over at podcastersociety.com. Or if you need help right away, then contact me and I can refer you to another podcast consultant who can help you. But right now, I'm focused primarily on helping the podcasters inside of Podcaster Society. And registration for that is reopening really soon. I'm really excited about the backend changes, making things so much easier and bringing a lot more great content to the podcasters in Podcasters Society. That's at podcastersociety.com, by the way. I want to thank some wonderful people who left some kind reviews for the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes. Lee Ann Hopkins, host of Hooray Weekly, wrote in the United States iTunes store, The Podcasters Podcast. Daniel J. Lewis is a gift of the highest caliber. I only learned about the Audacity to Podcast after I had started my podcast, Hooray Weekly. I wish that I had been listening to him long before I started publishing my podcast. Every week, I learn so many things. I can't tell you how many times I've exclaimed, 
So that's how you do it effectively and efficiently. As the commercial goes, I could have had a V8. He's so awesome. I think I've got to hire him. Thank you, Daniel. Keep on keeping on. You're a gem. Thank you, Leanne, for that wonderful review. And I'm no longer available for one-on-one hire, but the best way if you want to work with me is to join Podcaster Society at podcasterssociety.com. And if you want to check out Leanne's podcast, Hooray Weekly, then go to hoorayliving.com. And here's more information about the podcast. Hooray Weekly is your place to mine the sacred for Hooray Living and plug into your greatness with fellow traveler and teacher, Leanne Hopkins. The podcast is part pep talk, part teaching, and part fireside chat with someone who loves you and knows who you really are. You'll find inspiration and motivation through the shared stories, personal tales, interviews, and talks. No matter where you are on your journey, you'll find a virtual home here. Welcome. That's a great description, Leanne. Good job. So check out Leanne's podcast over at HoorayLiving.com. I also want to thank Andrew B. Steiner, host of Weird Ball, who wrote in iTunes USA, big fan. It really inspires me to keep evolving with my own show, Weird Ball. And Andrew's podcast is available over at WeirdBall.com. And about his podcast, he says, games, stories, imagination, responsible use of legal and illegal substance, filthy humor, and madness. So if that interests you, then check out either of these podcasts in the show notes for this episode, number 306 at theaudacitypodcast.com slash move feed. And if you write a review for the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes or any other podcast app, I'd really appreciate it if you would include the name of your own podcast in your review. That way I can get to know what other podcasters are listening to me and give your podcast a shout out in the podcast. If this episode has helped you or you think it might help someone else, please share it on social groups, on your social networks and such. All of the links for that and more are at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash move feed. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.